0: welcome to this week's episode of the pixel crashes podcast where uh kev kind of leaves us hanging right on the spot at the very end and uh i'm trying to quickly throw together an overlay you know like normal i'm Angela demortio <laughs> together with zyphon who uh who is correctly on the overlay this time um and, <laughs> and don't worry we we happily will throw kev under the bus he'll throw me under the bus we all throw each other under the bus that's just that should be the actual name of the podcast, should be the Bus Throwers Podcast, but it's I'm, not as marketable.
1: I'm just wondering, who's driving this fucking bus?
0: <laughs> they're getting they're getting, their work in, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, they're, they're running people over left and right. They must be watching way too many zombie movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, in any case... Zombie but, yeah. that's a good movie. <laughs> Yes, well, exactly. Yeah, zombie land bus driver. Um, So, in any case, um, while Kev will be late and will be showing up probably at a very inopportune time, making me mess up my overlay again, you know, normal. Um, Regardless of that. Scrub stuff. You know, scrub stuff. um, We do have a lot of stuff to cover, so we're going to try to get through as much of this stuff as we can. We kind of wanted to get started on time to try to get through all this because there's a lot uh (laughs) so uh the first thing that uh was on the docket here for it which I have to bring up my notes because there's so much shit trying to keep this all straight is is challenging sometimes uh but the first thing on the on the docket that I want to talk about and this is kind of one of the more minor stories depends on who you're talking to um was Uh, about a week ago or so, I would say it's about eight days ago now, something like that, nine days ago, some period of time in the past, um, there was a little bit of a a tiff between a, uh, um, well, it wasn't really a tiff. Let me start this back on here. Essentially, you had Fallout 76, which, by the way, is going to be a recurring recurring term uh, or recurring game mention here throughout the podcast, but... Fallout 76 um, was was getting pretty criticized by everybody all over the place, right? And uh, so um, the journalist for Kotaku, Jason Schreier, wrote an article essentially saying, yeah, criticizing the game, but y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about when you're talking about a game engine. Not entirely wrong, mind you, because a lot of people don't understand what a game engine is. They don't understand that it's the essentially the set of tools that's... Uh, used to make a game not not an inv- not the people think that it's like the it's not how arc- the game
1: works yeah. it's how the game's put together
0: exactly people think that it's like it's the chassis or the engine of the car when in actuality it's the garage and the set of tools that are in the garage is what the game engine actually tools is tools
1: and parts
0: yeah and a lot of people don't don't always understand that so they usually say if a game runs crappily oh it's the game engine well that can be a contributing factor but also there's other factors in that too and that's what jason Trier was trying to get at with the article he wrote explaining to people how a game engine works which that would be fine if that's what he did if he just said hey you know, I'm just want to dispel some misinformation because some people don't seem to be getting it quite right. Here's what a game engine is. I wouldn't have any complaints, but that's not what happened. In that article, he decided to, you know, speaking of this bus throwing business, uh, decided to throw, uh, Yong Yeah, um, who's a, um, an, a news commentator for gaming news in general, um, throw him under the bus and calling, calling him an a YouTube provocateur, which, for people that don't know, provocateur is usually uh, a negatively connotated word used to describe someone who is riling people up, right? You're trying to get people people going. You want to talk about the actual term YouTube provocateur, a good example of that would be Logan Paul, Logan Frat Boy Paul. He does outrage videos where he does crazy shit trying to get people going what what did he do you know like taking pictures with a dead body hanging in the suicide forest in japan you know that's a youtube provocateur <laughs> young is a news commentator which means he tells people relays people an internet story and then shares his opinions about those news stories Maybe it might be prov- provocative by nature, and that I personally can say is probably agreeable. Considering that you're not going to pick boring news stories to share, right? You want to pick interesting. Usually, stories. no. Yeah.
1: So That's, you know where where people's uh, cri- general criticism of news uh, tends to uh, go anyway is because they try to get the most sensational story because it gets people watching. Yeah. Um, whereas you know more mundane news, well, no matter how important it is. People don't care as much, and it doesn't bring in money, so people shy away from those, especially when they're opinion pieces.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's mm-hmm. something that I, I notice um, that happens a lot on there is that like you in general, people want want the clicks, right? So they're going to share the juicier stories. Well, and and the comedy of that, of course, is Where's the special mug. Oh, <laughs> no special mug this week. No, I'm I'm in the the to go cup this week. Because he needed the coffee. was in a rush. Neither. Yeah, but I was, I was in a bit of a rush. So, in any case, though, um, the the thing is is that Kotaku and Jason Schreier himself also tends to pick more uh, sensationalist stories. Not necessarily always sensationalism, although Kotaku has plenty of clickbait. I don't think Jason Schreier particularly does a lot of that. Um, but he's still picking new stories that are going to be more hot topics cuz otherwise nobody's going to read that shit. No one wants to read here are the financial reports for EA over the third quarter in 2018. They're up 13%. You know, like nobody wants to read that news story, right? So, in any case, the main thing is is that he he kind of throws um Yongye out as a internet or a YouTube provocateur. Yongya, yeah, of course, kind of takes it in stride and jokes and says, "Yeah, okay, whatever, man." Um, and it makes a video about that, but it's also still talk, kind of fo- focusing the story on uh, uh, on Fallout seventy six, which is kind of what the the hot topic is at that moment. And they exchange some tweets back and forth, then um, trying to be like, essentially, Jason offers to come on a. A special YouTube video with Jason, and and do a video with him, uh, and then from my appearances of watching this video appears to pretty much berate Yongya and his audience for the next like hour, and I'm like, that he he well, I shouldn't say berate, he proclamates to um, Yongya and his audience for an hour, <sighs> <laughs> and. The 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 issue I have is that there is a certain degree to where, yes, you might think that a YouTuber is not a journalist because, well, in many cases, they are not journalists. There might be YouTubers that are also journalists out there, but Youngie yeah, is a commentator. He's not a journalist. Um, and essentially, as a result, it seems like Jason holds... Um, holds young yet and other YouTubers in a low esteem as a result and thinks that they are essentially scavengers or some kind of other low organism that is just like a parasite, right? That's how he seems to think of them. And I, what I want to kind of uh, discuss, I want to get your... uh not actually covering Hot Topic.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you couldn't resist. <laughs>
0: yeah, what I, what I kind of want to get... Your thoughts on Siphon as as we uh, kind of cover this one and try to get to the next one is whenever someone comes on, obviously with no respect of the person they're talking to. Do you think it's even worthwhile for Yongya to engage with that person?
1: It yes, and no. See, from my point of view, I engage. Like, I would engage until a point in which I see it is going nowhere. And then usually I, I drop it. If, um, if, if if it comes to the point where I'm actually proving wrong, you know, I cop to it and I usually back away. Um, if it is not, and I just know that the, the conversation or lack thereof is going to actually go nowhere, then uh, I do usually drop it. However, in the case of Yang Yang, this makes money. You know, that, that kind of, that kind of debacle, as it were, Um, you know, in one way or another, it's getting YouTube views for him. It's going to make him money. So yeah, he is going to engage just for the sake of, you know, it's his, it's his, uh, it's his income. It's his job. Um, he may not like it. It may suck, but there's a lot of people that don't like their fucking jobs, but that's the way he makes his money. So yeah, he's, he's going to engage. And if I were in that position, then yes, I would engage too. And I would try and take it further. Um, you know, just because like that, that's, that's what my means of income is. I will try to posit my position as best as possible, but you know, it's one of those things that I'm not going to just drop it and walk away knowing I can't get anywhere. Um, just because I want to, um, just, just like you know, you run into a position at whatever job that you have that you know is just not going to go well whatsoever. And the best thing to do would be to walk away from it. But it's your job, so you can't. Otherwise, you're you're not making money.
0: Mm-hmm. And 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 to be clear, just uh, while uh, to I can never say his name. Sorry, dude, I butcher your name every time. Craig New, Craig New, Craig New. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I don't any case, we need, uh,
1: to get, we need to get this guy guesting on our podcast so we can actually tell a person.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, no. So the, to, to be clear, um, Jason Schreier is a uh, is actually probably what I consider to be the closest thing to a, an actual journalist in the games media nowadays. Like everybody else that's writing articles, they're no different from a youtuber. they're just news commentators. All they do is they regurgitate press releases from major news company or major uh, games companies, and then maybe give their thoughts. Maybe they'll do a game review where they're sharing again their opinions about a game. So,
1: something we need to clarify on that: press release is not news, it's advertising. It may have some gotcha. truthful news in there, but a journalist will take that press release and they'll go further digging. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times where you see um, at the toward the end of said article, that's an actual piece of news. That they say, you know, whatever has not replied to comment back or we've gotten comment back from this company because they're trying to clarify certain details or lack that are of in these press releases. Press release is only part of the story and it's very obviously very biased in the company that's giving out the release.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it is a very, very carefully crafted message from the company. So whenever you see someone just say, oh, Bethesda announced this or EA announced that. So like you know that that's probably about only 10% of the actual truth. The rest is being carefully obfuscated because press releases, especially when you're dealing with like a company like EA that's publicly traded, press releases are used to affect um, you know, investor trust. Because if you if bad news comes out about your company, hey, guess what? People are going going to sell their shares, right? So, um the thing is though is that Jason Trier has released several news pieces that were actual proper investigative journalists where or journalism where he's actually has some sources, he's reporting information that the actual company that he's investigating would not otherwise tell you. Like whenever he came out with this news piece about the development hell that was Mass Effect Andromeda. Bioware and EA sure as hell did not want the public to know that. That is very certain, but he actually was broke. That news and actually kind of did his own digging, got his own sources. That's proper journalism, and that's a rarity. There's maybe one or two other people of the hundreds that do like a lot of that journalism nowadays, and it's unfortunately sad. But the major point is, is that, and now based upon what I've seen of his tweets and such on there he may not be a person that i particularly like uh he seems like he's got a personality that i probably would bash heads with him quite a lot that being said that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't do some good by being a journalist it just means i don't want to see his twitter account (laughs) you know like that and yeah
1: the twitter account is the downside of many public figures as i've seen It's like, okay, they they may be edging on certain bad traits in whatever profession they have. And then they start posting on Twitter. And it's just like, all right, well, now you either seem ignorant or incompetent. You could have covered this up by just staying the fuck off of Twitter.
0: I mean, it, it's, it's pretty much along the lines of where I see it is. It, you look at how many public figures have burned their careers with shit they said on Twitter. Um, you know, yeah, it's it, comical. It
1: is gold sometimes. It is gold. But embarrassing.
0: But you know, so you <laughs> guys see gold. And the thing is, is that in that discussion that Jason had with Yongya in that stream, there was actually this comical moment when he was like, Yeah, you know, you shouldn't really pay attention to my Twitter. It's just stream of consciousness thoughts that I changed my mind on a minute later. And I'm like, you do realize that there's other people that have had those stream of consciousness thoughts that might have edged on the side of being uh you know bigoted towards a particular group of people, like say a racist comment or something like that, that now has gotten them fired. Like James Gunn, for example. He made tweets on Twitter like years and years ago when he was trying to be edgy and cool by making some comment that was like, I, I, I don't know, is that something to do with pedophilia or something like that? And that years, years, years later got him fired by Disney. So the the thing is, is that uh, you, uh, nobody can really say that uh, uh, Twitter is not something that people should pay attention to because people do. And you can't, you can't think that that is not going to happen. But yeah, Twitter is gold. I enjoy it. many of the, the nonsense that people share on there because it is just... <laughs> Endless entertainment. Usually, I have my tweet deck up over here, just watching everybody's nonsense pass me by, and it's so much, so much fun. Almost as fun as, uh, as um, that one, uh, that one other site, Reddit. Yes, Reddit. I don't know why my camera keeps um, yeah. focusing. It's kind of weird. Anyway, so no. I, th- I think we kind of uh, we've we've spent enough time on this one because we have to get moving. <laughs> we have to get on to the next one. Um, so the next guy on the docket, though is going to be uh, getting into even more fun stories. Uh, we have to talk about the FTC and that they recently started investigating loot boxes. So to kind of lay out the news story on here real quick on there, first, a, a, uh, a, an article got published, um, a report got published in England that suggested there's a potential link to uh, loot boxes and the increase in problem gambling or gambling addictions in young people. Those, like, I think they said 12 to 16 or something like that. Which is pretty, it's it's a pretty bad look if you have loot boxes in your game, right? So, uh, obviously, then a politician um, that was uh, in a, there was some kind of a conference or whatever with uh, the FTC chairmen or the commissioners that were in there. And uh, they uh that politician then said, "Hey, here's a report about how loot boxes are bad. Are you guys going to look into it?" And they pretty much all unanimously said, "Yeah, we'll look into it." No commitment on time frame on there. So obviously that could happen anytime between now and 50 years from now, but there was still a commitment by the FTC to start investigating them. The major problem that comes up then is that that now puts some heat on a lot of the the ESA and the ESRB in the United States because, well, Belgium has already outright banned loot boxes from their any games sold in Belgium. So now, essentially, the ESA and the ESRB still stuck by their statement of, like, loot boxes enhance the gaming experience for gamers and don't negatively affect the game in any way, and they give players a choice for... Now, they didn't say pride and accomplishment, but I really just felt like we needed to add pride and accomplishment onto the end of that.
1: You mean you know, pri- oh, Never mind.
0: <laughs> they give you a sense of pride and accomplishment.
1: <sighs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. Sure. Well. I guess my major question on here, the the, the thoughts I want to ask from you, uh, ziphon is: Do you actually think that there will be any sort of uh, immediate investigation, or do you think it's just going to get stalled out in red tape and?
1: It's going politics? to stall. I don't. I don't see it get uh, in the media, but it, it's going to stall. But I don't. It, it. There is something going to happen about it. Um, that, that's the thing is like, eventually it's, there's going to be a crackdown. I don't know how far or extreme they're going to go with it. You know, when all is said and done, there will be eventually an investigation, um, you know, just because of, there's a certain amount of outcry. The reason why is, you know, um, companies are starting to lose money with aggressive loot boxing. Um, it has been a huge moneymaker, but now due to excessive outcry, uh, not excessive. It's not excessive. Due to significant outcry, um, there, you know, people are starting to back off on, you know, paying into those loot boxes. With the exception of the compulsive gamblers that can't fucking help it, they're going to do it no matter what. But um, some people are more actively avoiding that level of investment. In some kind, in some cases, the game itself. They're just saying, "Fuck no, I won't even, you know, buy the base game." And as you know, say the case of EA. They have, um, you know, a capital dr- or um, um, you, you know the uh, marketing terms a lot better than I do. But uh, revenue, what is it, revenue, income? They, they've noticed a the loss of profits, mm-hmm. um, and they may not be directly associated with this, but they're going to come to that association. And as they do that, they're going to have less aggressive lobbying into uh, Congress as trying to favor their loot boxes and other things like that. And as they're no longer lobbying so aggressively in favor of them, then the government's actually going to start looking at it and making laws regarding it.
0: It, My thing is is that, and and I I kind of agree with you on there, and to the chat uh, to Craig and, and Morris, um, yeah, I think there will definitely be a lot of that. Although the devs specifically won't, that's what the ESA is for. Uh, it, for anybody that does not know, the ESA, the Electronic Software Association, is a lobbying uh, group that lobbies directly to the government on behest of all the big big members of uh, of the gaming industry. You know, I'm a pretty certain EA, uh, probably Bethesda, probably Ubisoft. I d- I don't know. I can't remember offhand. Publishers,
1: exactly. not developers. That's something to clarify on that. Um, yes, and so some rare cases.
0: It depends. Depends on the pub, the developer, right? So bad, I mean, I mean, if it's in... for it's,
1: the most part, it's the publishers that are reaping the rewards of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, but the thing is, is it's its it is it it is primarily publishers, but it's also just like game companies in general. Like for example, Zenimax might be in it, not bethesda publishing right in any yeah, case true. though the e- the esa has very rigorously in the past gone through and tried to kill any sorts of game legislation in the past um which to be fair i actually have not had a problem with in the past because back in the 90s there was that whole like religious field thing of like games make kids violent, which you keep hearing popping back up periodically. And despite the fact that there being millions of gamers worldwide that don't go out killing people. I think I have a Mortal fallacy where I w- went off on that one for a while. Uh, actually, yes, yeah, there, I is, there I is. I actually <laughs> was
1: able to tune into that one.
0: Yeah, there was, there was a Mortal fallacy on that one. Uh, in any case though, the, the ESA then uh, founded the ESRB. Now I'm all out of focus. Um, Founded the ESRB with the intent of trying to kind of curtail any government regulation. So essentially they came up with the ESRB and rating systems so that you know if a game is mature, it's got more mature content than a game that's rated E for everyone, etc. That was only entirely done to avoid regulation by the government. So the government pretty much said, hey... Regulate your own shit, or we'll do it for you, and they did it. But the problem is, is that now what's happened is that as time has gone on, the ESA and the SRB have done more less regulating of the games industry and more defend, just purely defending against regulation. Essentially, their defense is, we regulate ourselves. You don't need to worry about it. And of course, that probably comes with a you know hefty co- campaign contribution to somebody. You know that sort of uh-huh. thing. Uh huh it's washington come on we all know that shit's happening um but the major point of it is is that thus far the u.s government has not said a single word about any sort of regulation except for that uh there was a brief up upheaval with battlefront 2 where you had the hawaiian uh, hawaiian uh, congressmen say oh loot boxes are bad and then there was some coming ups from uh, some, uh, I think it was Oregon and maybe Washington or something like that. And then that just died. Um, another mortal fallacy that I went on there there was much utilization of the, uh, the corporate uh, marketing tactic called make the outrage outdated where they just kind of kept it, kept the news quiet, didn't do a whole lot more fuck up, and just let essentially all the they did something else to make people more outraged where they weren't talking about the loot boxes anymore. Yeah. In any case, uh so as far as that goes, I really don't see there being a lot of action on this, unfortunately. It's it's disappointing to know, but that's kind of why a lot of us us out there are like just kind of clamoring to educate people as much as we can and it's one of the reasons why i appreciate jim sterling because he educates people and gives people clear concise talking points on loot boxes and he keeps repeating the message over and over again and doesn't let it die doesn't let it just go quiet so that way it can't just be forgotten and then everybody's just gambling again Um, but that's unfortunately that's really about where it's going to go from there that being said, try to get on to the next news story, which is the the most fun one that I think we're going to uh, get on here. Well, no, I'm <laughs> sorry, we've got one more first. We we do have one more first, um, and that is but wait, there's more. That's Apple, because Apple, being Apple, just can't help themselves. Well, actually, it's not really Apple's <clears throat> fault. So, the thing is here. Is that Apple recently is being sued for um, kind of an anti-competitive? There, I think it's a, it's not an antitrust lawsuit because it's not technically the FTC taking action against them. It's a person suing them, claiming monopolization. So small little like tick there. But essentially, what people are claiming is that uh, essentially. Apple are price fixing by charging 30% to their um, the people selling apps on the Apple App Store and that people have no alternative to buy the app elsewhere. So essentially, if uh, you a know, developer wants to sell something as cheap as possible on the Apple App Store, they have to charge a dollar and they're only making $0.70 cents on that dollar, right? Um And essentially people are saying there's no alternatives. You can't buy apps anywhere else. So you have no choice. Apple's argument is it's the developer that sets the price. We don't have any choice in that. So we can't be price fixing. The argument that came back to them is that, um, you know, well, you're the one that is collecting the money from this. People are purchasing it from you. Then you give the cut to to the developer of the app. So no, people are buying these from you and this can, this case can't go forward. There's been no other decision other than the case can go forward. So we don't know if there'll actually be any awards written out or whatever. The discussion I, I kind of wanted to bring up on there though is that that model of a an OE, a hardware OEM, a software OEM having their own like app store is actually also similarly replicated on, for example... The Xbox, the PlayStation 4, the Nintendo Switch, uh, as well as Android does the same thing with the Android Play Store. So you've got pretty much all of these like dedicated platforms like this also similarly do this kind of same model. And my opinion from you is, do you think that A, is that a monopoly? And B, do you think that that's something that uh, should be like action should be taken against?
1: um to a certain degree it is a monopoly now when you look at the market and there that you know it the, the, the mobile market gets a little bit questionable on there because one you have two big players you have android and iphone um now for the most part if somebody's invest into one from early on, they're still going to continue investing into that one. You know, they, they made their decision, they got comfortable with it. Even if they might like the other one better, they're familiar, they're going to stick with what's familiar. That's a, that's a common ground when uh, um, people are presented with uh, choices like that. Unless they um, go along with the split decision continuously or pop back and forth, they're likely to stick with one. Now, looking at the Android environment, for the most part... Yes, there is the Google Play Store where everything is relegated to. Now, the, the Play Store has the Play Protect um, you know, security system built into it, which is only so effective there's still malicious apps that end up in the Play Store. There, there's malicious apps that end up on uh, the uh, Apple App Store occasionally too, but it's much rarer. They're a lot more aggressive and ferreting things out before it gets uh, marketed. But um, the thing about Android is... You do not have to modify heavily modify the software, lightly modify the software for your device to get apps by alternative means. However, you do not have that trustworthiness behind it of going through the official app store. Um, Now, the thing is, is Android actually has, to my knowledge, uh, uh, there is three available app stores for um, Android. There's uh, Google Play, which is officially recognized by Google. It is produced, marketed, curated by Google. There is also the Amazon App Store, hmm. which is available on Android. So they have competi- direct competition. There's also something that is entirely focused on FOSS, which is uh, free and open source software. It is called FSTOP and is more or less in a very small store. It is a way to try and get you away from the big companies like Amazon or Google. Uh, if you made use of some um, apps from F-stop. But yeah, the the thing is, is Android actually has competitive stores on there. So it's a little bit closer to PC in that environment. Now, when you're dealing with consoles, that shit, yes, is very heavily locked down, and that's part of the, you know, their own self-interest to try and keep people in that walled garden. Now, Microsoft, since they're so to speak in the console war, um, they're a little bit on the losing end. Now, that is very, very um, uh, loaded term. <laughs> they're losing the console war. That doesn't, work, but you know, it's not even that much too. So they have a little bit more open area and the PC, you know, console cross-compatibility factor, whereas Sony tries to lock you into that as much as possible so they can reap the the benefits of their, you know, um, walled garden monopoly. Uh, Now, when uh, Sony first started out, there was an alternative option. A bit extreme, you could actually sideload Linux onto the PS3. Not when they started out. It was kind of mid-years, you know. But you could sideload Linux on there, and of course, you know, game and do whatever on there It was very rough and crappy. But the option was there. Now that the option's not even there, uh, you're locked into Sony's software and hardware if you uh, choose to use their hardware.
0: Yeah, well, it, I and I, I completely spaced and did not realize. I, I've unfortunately not been outside of the official channels with Android in a while, so that was entirely on me. I totally did not.
1: Well, if our, when, here's the thing. is I was lo- looking at the marks earlier. I was thinking that they've had incidences with their overcharging, but something that brought to light on that, and not even looking at alternative stores, the fact that you can, without modifying the software of your device, sideload apps. When Fortnite uh, beta came available to Android, um, they were not putting it on the Play Store. They were, you know, doing a third-party install on that, which Google's saying, well, you know, we're not saying you can't, but you can't trust, you know, third-party installs because we can't, ba- you know, we can't do a security check on that. More or less saying, well, these fuckers aren't paying us, so you're on your own. Bye. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But uh, as far as that goes, yeah, I, I guess that is uh, um, you know the one I've forgotten. I mean, obviously, worst case scenario, if you don't really don't like what's on Android, you can of course um, still uh, flash your like custom ROMs and stuff on there. So uh, that
1: that's the benefit of something that is based on a, a you know open source environment. Like yes, um, Android itself, Linux or not Linux, um, Google has quite a bit of a, a control lever on that. But because it is based off the Linux kernel, it is open source based, and of course, the AOSP, you know, uh, Android in its rawest form, is an open source software. It's everything else inside of it, and the final touches that Google puts on their specific devices or any other OEM um, that makes it less open source. But because it's rooted in open source, it gives people a lot more flexibility in the long term.
0: Yeah, exactly, uh, and. Uh, oh. Uh, oh,
1: shit, you're dropping frames again, apparently.
0: I, I was trying to adjust that because I was noticing the warnings popping up. And as far as what I'm drinking, oh, um, you know, I don't know. It's a mysterious drink.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: uh, I'm, I'm drinking Nuca cola brought to you by Guinness juice. backwards.
1: It's juice. It's
0: uh, water, um, water, sugar, and orange. If anybody gets that reference. Let me know. Anyway, um, I mean no. Anyway, so I am trying to kind of adjust the uh, the stream settings. That's what I've been kind of doing over here and while hear the little clickings going on. See while well, you're zoning in
1: down and I'm rambling.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you know,
1: the, the, your your original issue, issue on, you know, trying to open up closed source environments, um th- that's going to be an interesting take on that and I'm kind of wondering to see because Microsoft is going with this they're trying to open up their options. They're they're not necessarily saying, oh yeah, you can. They want, but both in their uh, console, less in their console environment, more in their PC environment. They're trying to open up the option, the compatibility options as far as things go. So it may not surprise me if, um, say the Xbox, the next generation of Xbox, offers a Steam app on there or an Origin app or whoever else. They may or may not charge an overhead to make use of it. But you know, it would be interesting to see something like that come to play. And make it a little—it's still going to have the the simplistic console format behind it, but have more of the options of PC. Now I know damn well Sony is going to wait until the fucking uh, feds come knocking on their door and say, "Hey, we passed laws, you can't do this shit no more."
0: Yeah, and that's not going to happen. Um, and the yeah, thing is, is <laughs> the thing is, is that I think where the argument comes in. And this is where I kind of – I'm always a little weird on this one, right? Uh, uh, Plain devil's advocate here. What a person could say as to why um, those stores are not a monopoly is because there are alternative products that are offered in in that marketplace. For example – when you're dealing with consoles oh you don't want to deal with the sony's the sony game stores uh, monopoly well you can buy an xbox and therefore it's not a monopoly um same thing with like say a cell phone say you know you don't like to deal with uh apple's monopoly on their apps you can always get an android and so on
1: i have Um, an instant counter to that though um eu Recently sued Google for their play um, locking in their Play services to OEMs. You had multiple OEM options, but Google uh, Play services was that Google ecosystem, or you know Google app suite ecosystem. Now, here's the thing: is outside, you know, even um, looking outside those multiple OEMs, you just go into hey, there's an iPhone over here, competition. But you didn't see it that way.
0: Well, especially in so Europe, you may then. run into a so si- iPhone's not really what? competition in Europe.
1: <laughs> no, it, it isn't. But still, that's the thing is like you look at it. Both have very similar formats, uses, you know, and um, even if they don't have identical apps across the devices, they have similar apps. Um, sometimes you may have to pay for one uh, uh, pay for a similar or identical app on one uh, um, service system versus another. But still, there's uh, look, uh, looking at the there's another device argument. You uh, have that with phones already, and not see that. Mm-hmm. And they went ahead with a fine against Google, and Google has uh, changed their system up a little bit, like saying, "Well, if you do not want to have the full Google Suite systems in here, then you can play us for place or pay us for Play services in the Play Store." Um, you know that that was their answer to that. It's like it's half play services, um, but you're going to pay us if you want to use just part of it.
0: That's not going to drink over. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and to Craig and you in the chat on there. Yeah, no. <laughs> Google does like has extreme amount of influence in Europe, and yeah, unfortunately because they're an American company, I think that that might play into it. I can't really fault the EU on there because the, Google is to the point of uh, what I would call an unintentional monopoly, where they're not actually trying to uh, get in on there. And holy shit, I think we have... Um,
1: wow, Kev joined us only an hour late. Wow. What, what happened in 10 minutes, man? And we can't hear him. Yeah, he's, he's got... You forgot to people. unmute Kev.
0: Yeah, he doesn't even have his mics on. He's got it. Doesn't have his green screen set up. He ain't got nothing there. <sighs> oh, I know. Shit. I walked back in the door and just jumped right in.
1: Hey, you you kept the kept the name match up. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna, but the I'll
2: cameras camera the cameras
0: man. are all messed up though. You know,
1: all right. kinds of messed I can, up. I can there I can tilt mine. That's that's all right.
0: There we go. All right, so that's fixed up on there. So Kev, uh, do, you think, uh, do you think do you think um the xbox and sony game stores are a monopoly
2: no well no. yes yes in a sense they're a monopoly in the sense uh you're not going to get the digital deals but you can go get physical copies i guess if you want to but i don't know i'm over physical copies and but still the, the, the downloads.
1: Even those physical copies are restricted. just downloads. Ongoing. They're the
2: same they're the same thing as they are on PC where you get a disk but, except for minus the code. The thing is, it just downloads.
1: Well, when, when you make your argument of physical copies, take that physical copy. <laughs> no. You can you only, only use so it on there. there? I am, or you, or you're just yeah, hearing me no, cut
0: you, out. You, you're cutting out a bit, but yeah, no, no, no. The thing is, oh. is that uh, uh, the the thing is, is that with physical copies, um, again, you don't have alternative options where you can buy a game for cheaper. For example, like in the sense of like GameStop versus Best Buy versus wherever store you physical brick and mortar store you go, new game still gonna be fifty nine ninety nine right usually
2: but oftentimes that's the case on pc too unless you know where to look
0: exactly but if you know where to look on pc you don't have a place to Mm -hmm. look in uh, for brick and mortar stores those are set by the by the publisher so they don't have a choice i don't
2: i don't i don't know there might be well
1: i i'm still contending the same argument of you know a device specific physical copy is no different than a soft copy because here's the thing: is can you take that physical copy and use it on a different system? You can't even use it on a different generation of uh, of system by the same manufacturer.
0: You used to be able sometimes. To. I sometimes mean, I used, to be, a, I used to be a I used to yeah, like like you can take Xbox.
2: an Xbox um, 360 disc for the ones that are supported and put them into your Xbox One and it'll just play. Oh, it does. Okay, because I know for, this, they... for their backward compatible games, it truly works like a backward compatible title, with the exception of instead of it playing off disc, it does download.
0: Yeah, like so uh, with the yeah. like, Xbox 360, <laughs> there were ex- original Xbox games I could throw in the 360, and they would play. Like for example, Morrowind, Uh was yeah, able but to the play on all the, 360- the,
2: all the games on this co- on the new console generation just run off the hard disk. They don't even run off the DVD. Yeah, like the DVD is just copyright protection at this point, and, and it, or that, the, the Blu-ray. Which
0: is
1: honestly, but that's still, you know, that still doesn't make a, a an. R- You know, anti—you know—the monopoly factor. Uh, If you still have to use Microsoft, you know, um, software on whether it's a hard copy or soft copy, you can only use Microsoft-based software on a Microsoft device. Mm -hmm. And I, when I, I specific Microsoft OEM device as an Xbox on Xbox, not even Xbox game on PC unless you're hacking the shit out of that. But without you know modifications, as is, you cannot take a you know an xbox hard copy game and run it on a, a playstation or um pc
0: yeah well and the thing is, is that i'm not necessarily i have a different argument for for you know not being able to take an xbox game and play it on playstation i don't know if that i personally would prefer to see i need to stop putting my hand up there because it keeps refocusing the camera um I, <laughs> I am of the. i keep i keep doing this and then it, it out-focuses me, <clears throat> right? Because it's focusing on my hand. It's too good. Too I've smart. Doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in any case, though, the, the thing is, is that while I would absolutely love to see an environment where the games are divorced from the hardware platforms, where I buy a game on, on the a, a store on, um, on a PlayStation, and I can then take it and play it on an Xbox or on a PC or on whatever... Um, realistic, that. realistically, that will never happen. Um, so no, <laughs> while no, I'm,
2: there's there's too much there's too much money in there. Yeah, that yeah, that ain't gonna happen.
0: The the exclusive markets just it, it's too much on there. But it's uh,
2: like and like I've always said, I understand why they exist, even if I'm not necessarily crazy about it.
0: Yeah, but uh, in, in that regard, I do think that. Now, this is the major question I want to post to both of you guys. This was kind of what I was trying to stall for until Kev got back here is if the court uh, settles with uh, or if Apple uh, say t- for some crazy reason, which they won't do, mind you, but if if Apple were to take this lawsuit to court and lose, thus setting a precedent, that apple is uh has a monopoly on their iphone platform do you think that could potentially then echo over into other similar style um environments like xbox or like playstation
2: i question and maybe it's because i'm not sure which article you guys are on uh we're Um, we're talking
0: about the apple antitrust one
2: mm -hmm. okay let me take a look real quick because my thoughts and, and concern kind of on that is I don't necessarily believe that iOS is a um, monopoly. I don't believe that Apple's uh, Android system or any of that, or not Apple's Android, uh, OS X and the Mac OS and all. Well, that, you I don't you missed part of our
1: monopoly. conversation. Um, I did. You know, yes. Well, it fresh on
2: Zach I think he's cutting out
0: yeah, he's, he's, he's. Is
1: it really kinda, that bad? Yeah,
0: it's, start, it's starting to yeah, cut
1: it's out a bit more. Um, mm. But uh, um, yeah. let's see if I crank up the game, maybe. Um, but at any rate, or it's just Kev's Kev's connection is throwing everything out of whack. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what, what I was, what we were saying is like the uh, the console environment on that is okay. You have a competitive device. It's not a monopoly or Xbox. Uh, store is not a mon- monopoly because you can just get a Sony and get stuff off of their store. Now, taking that to the um, s- smartphone environment, you, ha- you can <clears throat> use that same answer because you have Android. Now, if somebody were suing Android... Play Store, they don't have a monopoly because there's actually more than just the Play Store on Android. You have the Amazon App Store, plus there's F-Stop, which is free and open source, but it's focused on Apple. Apple has a lockdown on their app installation, unlike Android. You would have to physically modify, or not physically, but you'd have to modify the software to sideload things. So they have a lockdown on that. And if you were restricting to Uh, Apple devices, that is absolutely a monopoly on outside software, or um, uh, curation of outside software, or distribution, not curation, (laughs) distribution of outside software. I I cannot get my shit straight. But um, they do have, you know, effectively a monopoly on distribution of outside software through their devices. Um, But, you know, if the court makes, uh, does not see the argument of, just uh, Android it's, uh, is as competition. If they look at uh, Apple in its own isolation and they see that that is a monopoly and it is a favor for the uh, consumer. When you, uh, Here's something about the court system. Mort said precedent. That makes a big deal in court decisions. Mm-hmm. Now, that is when, if precedent is set and somebody chooses to go after a console over the same, uh, ca- a similar type of case, they have a very significantly higher chance of actually winning because precedent had been set in their favor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and essentially what it was is that someone is suing Apple because they are they're claiming like price fixing essentially on the Apple App Store. Um and I mean, can we
2: go to these RAM manufacturers for price fixing too, them. Really?
0: Well, no, essentially, like I said, the, the argument that they made was that Um, that because they're charging a 30% uptick on the the developers, it's causing an increase in prices of apps unjustly. Uh, And Apple's argument was, well, it's the developers that set the prices. You know, we have nothing to do with that. And they tried to dismiss the case outright before it went anywhere based upon that grounds that... They that uh the that person suing them needs to sue the developers for unjustly raising their prices, not Apple. And the court deemed that Apple <laughs> was the one collecting the money for the apps. Then they give it to the developer. Ergo, Apple is the person that can be sued. Um, and so because
2: you're directly paying Apple, even though they do allow their developers to set their own prices, this then becomes Apple's fault.
0: Well, And the thing is, is that the argument against Apple is that because Apple is charging a 30%, which is a pretty big fucking chunk, but it's standard for a lot of the software distribution platforms that, out there. I'm pretty certain mm-hmm. that Microsoft, Sony, you know, uh, Origin, uh, like EA Origin. Yeah, and I know Steam, Steam's cut is about 30%. Yeah. Well, the, and I believe changed, Xbox
2: and PlayStation is about 30% too. Steam's
0: changing that.
1: Uh, the 33% is kind of an industry standard. That is Uh potentially part of the problem. And that's something, if that changes, that may um, avoid the precedent setting in which this court case is looking at. Um, It may or may not, because it depends on how they pass the judgment on. It is absolutely a monopoly the way they have the store set up. Then, you know, then that um, leaves a lot more options in consumer protection regard. Uh, However, if they just say uh, Apple is forcing a monopoly by going with the industry standard 30%, then anybody who deviates from that, like uh, the the new thing from Steam that we'll probably be discussing shortly, um, that could avoid uh, liability uh, um, on the uh, publisher side of things.
0: Yeah, and and just a small comment. Steam uh, recently announced revamping their their rev share um, for their games. But it only really benefits the big guys. Um, they're essentially yes. trying to attract back the pub major publishers who've a lot of times taken their games off the platform, like Activision so taking they're trying to get
2: Ubisoft and EA back type of shit. Or even e- like Bethesda. E- EA ain't coming back. They're not getting the EA. I said, I said, I said they're trying to. Or trying to keep the ones they have. Yep. They're, they're exactly, Ubisoft that's Ubisoft
0: it. Ubisoft and Activision are the big two. Because like, obviously Call of Duty not being on Steam this past, what, three two or three um call of Duty. this is the first
2: one that hasn't been on steam oh it's the first oh
0: oh okay so that that makes a lot more difference then so they yeah. want to get that call of Duty so destiny
2: destiny isn't on steam
0: yes it's not
2: destiny was the first game where they said let's try this it worked for destiny and now they're doing it for black ops 4 per- and it seems to be going okay
0: because previously only blizzard games were on the blizzard app right um,
2: right, yeah, and then with De- and now the only non Blizzard games on the Blizzard app are um, COD and um, Destiny. Destiny.
1: Yeah, but that, so, that's something that's specific to the PC environment, where that's where our distribution competition. Whereas um, Destiny, the Steam was saying you're going to pay this fixed price, whereas Blizzard said, Hey, you know, we'll charge you cheaper to to, to host it.
0: No, 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 or did, did I get yeah. my companies
1: wrong? Yeah, yeah no, did. no, no.
0: Blizzard, the Blizzard app is, is owned by Activision Blizzard. Destiny's So they're, made they're by just uh, keeping it in the house like EA and Ubisoft.
1: Exactly. That was my confusion on there. My bad. Yeah.
2: Or even like Bethesda, when, how Bethesda's doing it. Exactly.
0: That was, the Fallout 76 was launched on And I swear the only
2: reason Bethesda's doing that is because they knew how fucked up, 76 was they
0: control the refunds right exactly they can re-
2: because they didn't want to have arkham knight situation
0: who who was it who <laughs> was it in chat that uh that said they they did, got their refund denied i think i saw earlier on that, oh, that was, was like like
1: opening, on, opening on the chat here
0: yeah it was like uh yeah uh, it was cast there yeah so he said he got his refund denied and i'm like So if you guys haven't seen, I don't have the link for it. I I liked it. So it's in my Twitter feed. I I don't tweet that much. so You can probably find it pretty easily on there. Um, There's a tweet a a while back from me liking a a video from Leonard French, who's a copyright attorney, to be fair. Um, But he did post up a video where he was discussing um, the avenues a person might take if they wanted to seek legal recourse against bethesda for denying them a refund um so there there is actually in the terms of service um that (laughs) bethesda does so they actually set things up where you have a as long as as he puts it you have a meritorious case which more or less means you're not frivolously just trying to to pull one over on old bethesda as long as you were legitimately bought fallout 76 you tried it, it sucked, and you tried to get a refund, you went through their official channels to get one, and they said no. In their terms of service, you can't sue them or take a class action against them because you agreed to that terms of service. Uh, however, you can mail a letter to their corporate offices, their legal department or whatever, um, you know, stating that you decline the terms of service And that then you have to send another letter like this is old school legal shit here because this is they want to try to make it as painful as possible for people. So, of course, people don't do it. But then you mail another letter saying that, you know, I I want a refund for this game here, et cetera, et cetera, that sort of thing. Um, They that second letter, they then have 45 days to respond. um, And if they decline to offer you the refund or the. Uh, whatever recompense that you want for uh, the game. Say you bought the $200 thing um, and you, you just wanted a nylon that, bag and you just wanted your fucking canvas bag and you send them a letter and say, I just want my fucking canvas bag. You sons of bitches. Um, they would have 45 days to give you your recompense. At that point, it goes to arbitration in that arbitration. Then you, th- th- in the terms of service, Bethesda pays for the arbitration. They don't pay for your legal counsel, um, but they do pay for the the actual arbitration session, which is about $950 just for the first session. So it behooves... We got into the wrong business, man. It behooves... <laughs> yeah. It behooves Bethesda to just, if you want a refund, just give your fucking $60 when you send that letter um, or give you your damn canvas bag when you send that letter because otherwise then they're $950 out of pocket as opposed to 30 or $60 for just, you know, giving you a damn refund. Um, mm-hmm. Now it, that, and like I said, I would look for that Leonard French video where he actually kind of outlines what their terms of service say. It's very well done. It's very clear. It's not in any way to be seen as legal counsel uh specialized legal counsel or anything like that he is just doing it for you know just giving people general tips and i like to clarify that because then in no ways legal counsel he's a lawyer he's smart he knows that shit so and he even disclaims that at the beginning saying what,
1: what you don't want to unofficially represent a company like yeah. that uh, well, the thing is, is that he's, Represent the angry gamers.
0: He, he is a copyright attorney, and he actually, a lot of times, is defending against copyright trolls, is what he's doing with, which gives me. That's why a lot of why I started watching him. That aside, um, you know, just uh, to finish off to clarify what the Steam bit was. Come on, focus back. Um, Was that. <laughs> I guess I'm just out of focus, guys. Whoa. Um, was that Steam will be charging smaller revenue shares for games that get higher sales. Um, so if you get over uh, $10 million in sales on a game, then you get a 20% revenue share. In other words, Steam only, or you get an 80% revenue share. If you sell over like 20 or whatever million dollars, then you get a 10%. Basically,
2: we're we're going to cut that down because, or cut your license fee down because you know you're selling so many copies. Exactly. We're going to be a little kickback. And it, I, I don't think it's bad in and of itself. I think that's just incentives to sell on Steam.
0: Exactly. But now because we are uh kind of getting getting to the 45-minute mark on there, we have to get down to the elephant in the room. <laughs> Fallout, Fallout seventy six. I mean, we've we've we, be <laughs> lies, <laughs> be sweet
2: little lies. we have we have come
0: we've come back to Fallout seventy six. We we kind of mentioned it briefly at the beginning, but we also kind of are coming back to it full stop here. So to lay out the story on here, and this has been quite quite the story as it as it's been developing on here. So obviously, Fallout seventy six was just did not come out as intended it was a pretty garbage game to begin with and i have to reference my notes because i will get this shit confused if i don't reference notes on here um i mean this is
2: going to be pretty much a um preview to year's greatest blunders yeah because right now i'm which what's the biggest blunder of the year if you don't like it don't buy it do you have don't it doesn't everyone have a phone or just Fallout seventy six. So, in so
0: general. I, I shared that meme. I don't know if everybody caught caught the meme that I shared. But what with... about
2: where's my where's my dad? Where's my son? Where's my refund?
0: No, no, that was a good yeah. one too. Uh, no, it was the one. It was from. Uh, it was a scene from the new Netflix show that I or movie that I haven't seen, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, where essentially uh, they these guys tried to hang uh, this character at one point in the mo- in the trailer you saw, and somehow it didn't work. And then later on, he's he, he's in a on, on a gallows. They tried to hang him from a tree the first time. Second time, he's on an official gallows in the middle of town. With a bunch of other guys next to him. And he looks at him. He's like, is this your first time, guys? And everybody just looks at him like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, they're on the gallows. And so there's a meme of that now. And then essentially, they have like Blizzard, Bethesda, and Valve sitting there as the other guys that are strung up getting ready to hang. And EA looks over at him and it's like, first time (laughs) and i'm like yeah ea knows all about this spot and this is yes this is new for for valve and uh ea or for valve blizzard and uh, bethesda three companies mind you that thus far are the three companies that i have been saying for a while like people will like ignore a lot of bullshit from because they built up a lot of uh of uh, goodwill. Trust. Yeah, Bethesda, Blizzard, and Valve. Like, Valve was pulling a bunch of bullshit like last uh, year, and be- I was, and I people was calling... People will pull
2: them... Valve's card, though. Huh? People will pull Valve's card, not as hard as they would, say, like, EA.
0: No, the people would, like, you get one or two people that would, oh, god damn you, Valve, but the majority of people would just be like, hey, whatever, nobody cares. The
2: yeah, majority of no, people praise yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah, praise gaming. It,
2: it, it's it's kind of like you get that with a lot of um, pro Sony guys too. Yeah. You tell, them, so you tell them Sony did anything bad and you're just a yeah, hater.
0: But th- that's more of a, in, in the large scheme of things,
2: like... I don't see Bethesda or a Blizzard or Bethesda fanboys any worse than Xbox fanboys.
0: The problem is, is that there are a lot more Blizzard, uh, like people that are either ambivalent or good natured towards Blizzard, Bethesda, and Valve than mm-hmm. there are ambivalent or good natured towards sony or towards microsoft or towards whatever um those are you have smaller I, I would say with sony and with uh sony in general actually i'll kind of like just generalize that um it tends to be more con- uh concentrated instead of being ambivalent or good natured there's a lot more good natured less ambivalent whereas those other three guys have a large segment of their fan base that are just ambivalent to the stuff they do and a small portion that are good-natured but the thing is is that i would hear like blizzard or or uh valve doing some heinous ass shit and largely everybody was just like eh whatever whereas you know sony would pull some bullshit and there would be small people a group of people would be like oh sony's pulling bullshit and then a small group of people saying they're not doing anything bad I don't know if that makes sense. I, I,
2: I believe that until I went to the internet. Huh. Um I, I truly believe that uh, PlayStation fanboys are some of the worst. It can be. Um Yeah, I, I believe I believe at times they are probably the worst of all of the video game fanboys are the PlayStation
0: fanboys. Kev, don't you have a PlayStation? Actually, do, I don't. Who who doesn't My have co- a play, Who doesn't have a PlayStation? You guys all have PlayStations.
2: You? You. Not anymore. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't. As of yesterday, my <laughs> and my PlayStation are gone.
0: Listen, guys, you guys all have phones, right?
2: No, my phone's gone too.
0: <laughs> anyway, PlayStation. <laughs> so I was supposed to be talking about Bethesda here, and I get distracted. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's too I, I good. Lost this the
1: joke. So, it went.
0: Yeah, the, that was where I was supposed to be. You guys all have phones, right? Who doesn't have a phone? anyway uh so but the thing is though going going on bethesda's fuckery on there fallout 76 just came out got bashed everybody like it largely was panned critically like people are saying it's garbage and
2: then, what's funny is i wanted to give some of the best um shadow of the doubt the bethesda i was actually excited to play the game but i was cautiously optimistic <laughs> like i wanted that that's why i didn't buy
1: it. garbage in beta
2: Everybody was saying that, but I was like, you know, when I saw the first gameplay, I'm like, I see potential here. I'm not mad about the NPCs, but I want to see more. And as I waited to see more, I just saw the clusterfuck that came. Uh, uh, okay. We, we we ain't playing this. We, we just gonna sit here and ride. <laughs> oh, I'm not damage controlling at all. I'm telling you now, the game is shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I damage
2: controlling a not damn thing.
0: No the the <laughs> thing that was uh that well after that they then there was the whole debacle after the game came out and it was shit and
2: And now, and now we are talking about bags.
0: Well no but no like, no oh, that's, need to before, in the right bag? before we even got that they were then the news broke that they were denying <clears throat> refunds to people like at first they contacted them and says yes we're working on processing a refund we'll get back to you shortly and then they came out later on and said "Nah, sorry go fuck nah, yourself. fuck that shit. And yeah. then there was the power armor thing of like everybody getting the nylon bag when they were promised a, a canvas bag, which, you know, is a, I, I see the difference in quality. It sounds really like when I heard this, I was like, okay, this is some pedantic shit. But I saw, I was like, okay, I can understand. The thing is, is when you're ordering those special editions, the $200 fucking dollar edition, you want the swag. You want that to be the best quality you can because- you're not going to, I doubt, I mean, someone's going to be using that for an actual travel bag somewhere, but possibly it's going to just sit in an office on a shelf, you know, at on the I mean,
2: I'd use it as an actual travel bag.
0: There you go. Well, the, I point, would. the point is, I, I, that's fine. The, the point is, is that they were promised a canvas bag, which is much higher quality. They got some cheap ass vinyl or, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's fine.
2: No, 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 that's not fine. Because I'm going to clarify, too. I would have used a canvas bag as a travel bag.
0: Fair enough.
2: (laughs) Not nylon. Nylon's dog shit.
0: But that's... But wait, there's more. (laughs) Because after that, after that, they said, you know, we're really sorry, guys. We're not going to do it. At first, they were like, yeah, we ain't going to do shit about it. They straight up told people... Yeah, we switched it because we didn't uh, either. I can't remember if they said it was too expensive or they ran out of stock, whatever. But they just pretty much straight told people, "Yeah, we ain't gonna do shit about it." And they gave like, it
2: to the shells.
0: Well, no, hold on. That's not that's next step. Then they said, "Oh, you know what? We're gonna give you five dollars of in-game credit." Not not and five dollars. five hundred
2: atoms to make it look good.
0: Yeah, that's five dollars. That's 5 but they, said
2: 500, they said 500 in-game credit to make it look good.
0: And the thing is, is that, you know, someone actually looked up in the actual microtransaction store in Fallout 76, what well, that buys. It buys, like, an old crappy door, like an ye olde barn door or some shit it like that. It buys
1: you a vinyl bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? The, vi- the vinyl bag is at least
1: 700
0: it, 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 credits. No, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? That's right. Yeah, it's 700 atoms for the for the, for the the canvas For the canvas bag, that's fifteen hundred atoms. For the canvas bag, that's seven (laughs) hundred. I think
2: you, I think you missed one of those zeros in the canvas, right? There was an Uh, extra zero there.
0: But no, in any case, though, then then the news came out most recently that they were given the influencers the canvas bag before launch, which you know may have possibly contributed to why people weren't getting it after launch. Good God, Bethesda just could not stop shooting themselves in the face. It was like, you know, hey, you know, I'm gonna shoot myself. Usually, that would kill me, but you know, I'm just gonna unload the rest of the magazine to be sure.
2: At this point, it wasn't even shooting themselves in the face. This was this is cheddar bob shit, right in the <laughs> dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the thing. Is like uh, it, it went. They, uh, I think they tried to turn it into. Why a... like, are think...
0: again? Yeah, uh, what? You're breaking up again.
1: Oh, shit. I, I think I'm going to say it's my internet connection. I cranked, cranked my gain up pretty high. Uh, but I think they were looking at other companies like, oh, I see you shot your covered. Like, I'm going to take that up a notch and shoot myself in the face over and over again.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I was like, uh, you know, something I noticed really quickly on there was that they, they seem to just not be doing good at, at handling the PR for this. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, like oh, Bethesda's hold my beer. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and they, they they saw they saw Battle Battlefront two. They saw um, you know, fucking like y'all have phones, right? And they were like, hold my beer.
2: <laughs> mm, well, we got this. <laughs> I stand by they, my oh, statement shit. on Twitter that in the new Lion King movie, they should have casted Pete Hines to be Mufasa. Why Mufasa? Because we need because Todd Howard's is the um, star of the show, so he needs to be Simba. Yeah,
0: yeah. They
2: both the Lion King. They're lion asses
0: off.
1: Oh, clap. <laughs> Yes. Oh, go oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you I gotta realize where
0: that was going. You got, you got three dad joke age. You know, like everybody's, everybody's the age for dad jokes here. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no. So the thing is, is that I, I guess this is the moment mm. for PSA. Um, our PSA for for this stream is stop fucking pre-ordering games. I don't care who's making it. I don't care who's making it. I don't care if you are going to buy it don't, anyway.
1: Don't pre-order don't it. Don't pre-order any software. Do not pre-order anything that has an unlimited... Don't
2: pre-order anything, period. Yeah. I, because uh, you know what? G- game consoles launched one too. 2 Let's remember what happened uh, with the NVIDIA RTX series. The 2080 Ti setting small what, fires. What are you talking are we about? They're recalling these
1: motherfuckers. This is the new fucking AD. Kev, I love it. I, I agree with that as a personal sentiment. Um, I don't want to pre-order anything ever, but you know, in the case of hardware where there's limited quantities of truly really limited quantities, pre-ordering can assure your foot in the door if you have to have it. However, software, there's no limited quantity. You don't quantity. have to have it It does no not time. matter. Well,
0: it exactly. does not
1: matter on software.
2: Yeah, the let's thing be real though, let, let let's let's go back to what I was talking about, the twenty eighty Ti. Nobody really needed a twenty eighty Ti. Like no. I don't like. Like, no, if you, no. like, when if i say have to have it i don't a 680 670 yeah create. you might need to upgrade i get it but let's be real people are upgrading from like
0: 970s so so wait hold on can we take can we take a step <laughs> I back. somebody's let's... Still
1: playing on a 660 just fine you don't need it. you don't the, need it
0: the thing is hey guys let's take a step back let's not just throw nvidia under the bus here because let's talk about that i7 9900x where they had the in in the fucking in the the test
1: launch this year i mean last year
0: well no no they they essentially were manipulating the benchmark results and the uh essentially the 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 cpu like that normal level of cpu runs i think it's 125 watts and they had it uh like the board makers were throttling it um like through the actual chipset. Throttling it to like I think it was seventy five watts or something like that because it kept overheating. So I'm like, holy shit! This year has turned Nvidia and Intel into AMD.
1: Never you know go what, AMD. What, what, I've been. Or I've never been, turn been into a lot AMD. Of, never go I full AMD. A lot of Shintel. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't know. At this, at this point, I don't want to go. See, you have to understand. And um, Nvidia is on my shit list. I'm not too mad at Intel right now. Intel, Intel's on their bullshit, but. I'm going. I'm going eight AT- AMD in my next upgrade. That that's just about how this is going.
1: Go Vega. I, I, yeah, for, for I, I sh- was waiting
2: for Vega, and they took too long.
0: <laughs> you fun, I, I
2: kept telling y'all to wait for Vega, and they took too long. I needed some shit, and I went Intel again. I mean, no, what? I I, I, I have I no real complaints Vega. about. I was waiting, or not ring, I was waiting for, waiting, was saying wait for Ryzen. <laughs> You remember that I was I was praising Wave
0: Ryzen. Ryzen. Oh my God, that was the biggest joke. That that, ever. that was me all day. day and they just took too long. Yeah.
1: Well, but that's, no, that's the thing is like I when I got my CPUs, Ryzen wasn't even a dream yet. It wasn't even was, being it, it wasn't called it, it was, Zen at that point in time. It wasn't even a twin That's the thing is like I'm running a, a 4790. You know that's you know what I got. You know Ryzen didn't exist. <laughs>
0: The thing is, is that there was no this,
1: waiting for Ryzen.
0: Well, in any case, though, the, my main thing is that uh, you know what I tell people is, is like your your limited edition swag, for example, like a two hundred dollar um, power armor edition of Fallout seventy six with a with a nice <coughs> canvas <coughs> bag. Um, I can understand people pre ordering that guy because those are usually made in limited quantity <laughs> to give them some kind of value of some sort. I can get that, especially if you're a big fan of whatever the se- the series is, and you want to have that physical swag. I get that. I I'm really ready. Even in that case, this has shown me that even those physical special editions, you better have an avenue to refund things. And since the government, I mean, like the government, why are we spending not- two
2: hundred dollars on power armor helmets that probably cost less than five dollars to make?
0: I know you don't cost five dollars. I would I would say the probably cost of manufacture of that guy was probably maybe 20 dollars.
2: Um, and then and then they charge you two hundred for it.
0: Well, it's supposed to. be and also because a they outsource it to
2: Chinese the, child labor. The, the,
0: the art book. That's and, why I
2: thought it was only five dollars.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's you know they they well, they have a full package of stuff. A little
1: bit that's that's uh, hit well, inflation when, due to uh, tariffing issues.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so the thing is, is when you get the, uh, the helmet on there and you get the, uh, the canvas bag, <coughs> canvas, canvas bag. And then like, uh, uh, there's a hard art book in there, you know, all that stuff, the probably total cost of the whole package, $60 for the game, right? Um, total cost of the package is probably maybe a hundred dollars, um, maybe 125, so obviously, yes, they're making they're making their their profit. I mean, if we want to ch- talk about just pure cost of manufacture on there, uh, R and I should say the pure cost of R and D and manufacture of the video game itself, then that cost probably drops maybe down a bit because the game probably only costs maybe uh, per unit maybe thirty dollars when you account for R and D uh, as in the development of the game per unit. And the actual manufacturer of the physical disc itself, maybe thirty dollars.
1: Yeah, it's a, there's no real R and D. They just they just stuck their D in it, and that's it. <laughs> um. Well, who we they
0: sticking their D in? That's the question.
1: There's no everybody that done. bought the game.
0: That's that's who.
1: <laughs> they got the D, and then that was it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: So I, I mean, at this, at this point, everybody got tired of getting um, Todd Howard's D and Bethesda's D, and we're tired of EA's D. They need to keep their D in their pants. <laughs> They're nope. trying to Bill Cosby, all of us.
0: It's going to get worse. Just wait for Starfield. Starfield is just going to be Keep your yourself! It's just going to be a sci-fi-themed slot machine with lo- uh, Wilson lo- loot boxes, like just like FIFA, uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Bethesda's got you, man. They got you. They know you guys love well, the loot boxes. Point
1: they get sued by... Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, they could get sued by EA for. for uh. Well, no,
1: no, no. no. who is it? You said sci fi themed loot box, uh, not cryptic. Who wants Star Trek? Yeah, uh,
0: that was cryptic um, slash uh, uh, oh, perfect world.
1: Perfect world. Cryptic's a, the developer. Uh, yeah. Perfect world. Um, they get sued by. Any
0: but kind still, of their, their subsidiaries
1: <laughs> do suing anyway. So they get sued by uh, Perfect World because, and, you know, in Star Trek <laughs> Online, they've already got the sci fi themed, you know um gambling, gambling.
0: Simulator. yeah
1: yeah with the the dabo tables and shit like that
0: well no they hell they also have loot boxes and in the well no, they wins... have loot
1: boxes but the actual sci-fi themed in-game gambling you know <sighs> that the, like makes a, a more of a physical presence in the game wait can they you have gambling spend...
0: in- can you actually spend oh, yeah. real money on the dabo tables
1: I never got that far into trying to trying to find out, but here's the thing. It's perfect that's world, so the answer amazing. is highly probably.
0: I, I just, I, I can't even, I can't even. That's too much. That's the
1: thing. Like, you know, there there's the double gambling shit in there, and, like, there's some um, n- uncommon resource used to, um, I'm going to say it's probably the... the um, the themed currency of star trek the uh was it the gold press latin that's it which probably you can spend real world money into buying that to gamble in the game
2: why, why they always say you know loot boxes have no real world value but they cost real world money <sighs>
0: hold on hold on stop gambling is risking something of value not inherently money on the random chance of getting something you value. You do not. Oh, yeah, but, but
2: they don't want to. They're saying it's not gambling, too. I, I know. but, but that's, it, where it gets, that's where it gets fun.
0: It's not, it's not you guys, but I've been hearing everybody say, oh, it's not gambling because you're not spending money. And I'm sure even like Young Yeah and other people saying like that whole thing, you don't have to spend money for it to be gambling. It is simply you put up something of risk. That is valuable to you. That could be time. Time. That could, could be, be marriage. Yeah, marriage, whatever. The thing is, is that you just have to simply put up something of risk that you value for the random chance to get something else that you value. So I don't, I, I don't
2: think you understand. I was saying marriage is gambling too.
0: I know. And I, I totally got that. And I just rolled with it. Um, the thing is, is that that is like legal definition. I I have the, I have the damn U S legal definition. I saved it because I, I got tired of, of having to, to correct all these guys that are like, Oh no, this isn't gambling because, uh, the, you don't spend money on it. And I'm like, but that's not what that means. That's not true. They spend mommy and daddy's money all day. And well, I don't think that
1: word means what you think it means.
0: The actual, uh, legal definition of gambling. And I quote is, a person engages in gambling if he stakes or risks something of value upon the outcome of a contest of chance or a future contingent event not under his control or influence upon an agreement or understanding that he or someone else will receive something of value in the event of a certain outcome. Ano- that That is deliberately, that is so legal, you can't fucking make that shit up. It, it is, it's by the way, that's from US Legal. Um, I think it's USlegal.com, I think is what it is. Somebody will
2: damage control it later, just wait.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is that damage control loot boxes the are gambling. Box! Yes, ESA, the, ESRB, you EA, you all can fucking try to say it's not gambling. It is gambling.
1: It it is. Is the thing is, you don't even need to go into loot boxes. Are obvious, but something less obvious. Grind frame, grinding for uh, you know, spending time. Yep. yep. Into cl- you know, that a random gambling. chance of collecting shit.
0: Yeah, that is. So that like when is you, gambling too. When you're rolling like the was it the fissure missions in Warframe or whatever, where you don't. Yeah, know when that you're you'll... trying to
1: collect the the, pro- the prime loot, you know, it's a, it, well, mm-hmm. all loot is actually a random pickup. There, but the, the uh, low well, random chance
0: I, I mean like the quests where you get guaranteed items like you know you'll guaranteed get the part for this warframe or whatever that's not gambling but all majority <laughs> of the missions out there are a random like bounties well, in the new those systems are
1: opening, those are opening quests where you get in an, it's part of the but there's no grind in there there's no play there's no play over on and once you play through that quest it's done deal yeah, if I but... sell and there's been issues where people have accidentally sold off that specific part and they've they've mostly patched it out where the items like that are locked out of being able to sell off, but they've accidentally sold off those parts and they can't get them back because there's no replay. there's no grind to picking those up. but yeah. everything else that you grind for in that game, it's whether even if the chance is extremely high like you play it once you're gonna get it that high if a chance, it's still a random chance effect.
0: yeah, and there are loot boxes in warframe. they're hidden. And nobody really buys them. Lootbox. I, I, and and I've I've thrown de under the bus and said, hey, y'all should just fucking take these out. You know, you ain't getting money off of these. That's why they haven't changed since you know forever. You should just get rid of them. It makes you look better. It's good PR for you. Um, but they still haven't. I I there. I have other issues. But uh, in any case, though, yeah, loot boxes you are keeping my links. Two box. Good, good. <laughs> Clear as links. Let's let's ban him from chat again, just like last week.
2: It's <laughs> okay. I, well, I shared the meme with you guys in in the Discord chat. I thought it'd be fair to share it with the audience too. That's true. But, it's shitting uh, on Bethesda. It's not, it's not promoting my shit.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, and obviously the. Uh. You know, I'm looking for my father. I'm looking for my son. I'm looking for my refund. That's also a great Fallout meme. Um. <laughs> No. But in any case, as we kind of, because we are, oh hell yeah, dude! We actually got that. We cooked through that without Kev here to to babble on. We uh we actually cooked through those topics pretty
1: quick. <laughs> well, there's only the two <laughs> of us discussing. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: a star.
2: y'all talking, yeah, y'all talking about, talk about me, but I'm usually the clock watcher.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the thing is, is that uh, you know, Kev, Kev, we didn't have Kev here to damage control all the stuff about the. Uh, FTC investigating loot boxes and uh,
2: I have no problem with them investigating
0: loot box Kev just wants more loot boxes that's really the truth of it is Um, so in any hey case dog, I
1: heard you like loot boxes
0: <laughs> oh I, Kev just just to bring it back around since you weren't here, I'm, I'm certain I've, that you think I like
2: loot boxes
0: yeah I I, certain, I, I think you do nobody
2: likes booty boxes
0: I, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Jason Schreier
2: I don't know if I have any real thoughts on Jason Schreier. He's kind of shit. <laughs> I I like,
0: like
2: I like that he's one of the few investigative journalists still left in the games industry, and he does a good job there. But he's uh, kind of a shitty person. The more I see, the more I see of him, the more I'm like, stop telling us how you feel and just keep making articles. No, so it like was great when he went after the whole pack. Dead Cell situation, and the dude who um, said, oh yeah, I haven't stolen anybody else's um, reviews, and then he went and uncovered that. I love that shit.
0: Well, it wasn't just him. It was other people. Um, other people. Yeah, yeah,
2: but I'm saying Jason Jason Schreier was doing it, too, and I'm saying I loved yeah. when he started helping uncover shit. That was great.
0: Yeah, and, and the but Andromeda piece, really... too. The Andromeda <laughs> Development Hell piece, too, was great.
2: Mm, I, I didn't read that article. Um, but I don't like it. I don't like you know the way he was shitting on gamers after the whole Bethesda thing.
0: I as as I put it, um, you know, and the, we, that's what we were talking about. Is we were talking about the article that he wrote that he was more or less saying he called Young Yeah an a YouTube provocateur and and mm-hmm. shit like that. And you could
2: tell. You kind of tell, like looking at him, like I don't think he thinks much of YouTubers, and I, I don't like that. It feels like the games industry. Um, I was watching. I'm I'm a fan of Colin Moriarty's Sacred Symbols podcast. and This is I think I heard it at where um, he was saying what was it that if he feels like games industry folks really don't think very highly of YouTubers, and I think it's funny because I feel like a lot of these YouTubers are doing a better job at what these corporate entities are do, are trying to do for less. certain uh,
0: perspective. Like,
2: so a lot, I think, like like some of them are, so some of them aren't. You do have a lot of fanboys, but My- I think the ones that do that do a really good job. I'm going to use Young Gay um, right there. I think Review Tech does a decent job. Um, got you get guys that are more so like that. They're that like, yeah, we're going to put you out of business just because we do it better than you do.
0: Well, the thing is, is that um, to be clear, the and I, I said this before, the majority of I, I think it's pretty disingenuous of, like, Jason to, like, look down upon um, YouTubers, like, especially news commentators like Young. Yeah, um, because the majority of the, the articles published by Kotaku are the same thing. They're just news commentary. They're, they're, there's no investigation. They are just sharing a press release from some company and, and adding their opinions. Or they're just writing their opinions about something they hear about on the internet. And what they hear about may or may not even be fucking true for that matter. They just heard it on the internet and then they just start spouting off their thoughts on it and write an article about it. That's why I call them glorified bloggers. Now, Jason Schreier, for the most part, I noticed that he typically does a pretty good job of, uh, on his investigative pieces. He's about the closest thing that the games industry has to an actual fucking journalist. But exactly. I don't like, yeah, that's unfortunate. But the thing is, is that he is, um, uh, he still very much looks down upon YouTubers and sees them somehow as being inferior very much when he, I don't know if you got a chance to actually watch that podcast that he was on with, uh, well, young, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he, I
2: heard about it, but I didn't watch it.
0: He was, he was just talking down to, uh, to young the whole time. Like you could tell he, he came on that podcast, not to break bread and kind of everybody get their thoughts and their feelings out and and have some mutual respect he came on there to make proclamations and teach the young something
2: like he came out there to put his middle finger out there
0: no he put he came out there to lay his dick on the table is what it is uh and and, (laughs) and it was kind of short
2: so i don't see the point
0: uh
1: what else Uh. oh
0: but no the thing is is that he came out there to more or less Tell Yeah how Yongya was wrong and how Jason's right, and Jason knows better, and Jason's a better person than Yong. That was the feeling that I got the whole time. He spent the most of the time just taking up the airspace, and he would like, uh, he would do a lot of debate tactics that I would see as questionable. Where he would say, like, whenever you start a question with, you would have to agree this, and then whenever the person doesn't necessarily agree a with the point. Um, like for example, he would say uh, you would have to agree that cigarettes don't cause cancer. And you'd be like, uh, no. And then you would like, well, there might be some cigarettes that don't cause cancer. And you'd be like, maybe, I guess You're like, yeah. So cigarettes don't cause cancer. That's a debate tactic that, that some, that politicians use that, that Jason was using in that podcast. He did that. He said, um, you would have to agree that this is the best time uh, in gaming history right now. We're we're getting the best games out there, and and Young was like, I mean, there's some good games out, and he's like, yeah, you, you know, there's there's great games out right now. So you'd have to agree that, like, essentially cornering him.
2: But this isn't the. I don't know if I'd say this is the greatest console generation. I, I right? would not. I, I would, think the P. I think the PS1 generation was the greatest console generation. I, ever. I would.
0: I would say either that generation, like that mid late nineties. Or I would say there was a lot of good stuff happening in the also in the early two thousands, early to mid two thousands.
2: Three and three sixty, I'd agree. Those were those were great generations. Uh, I think the NES had a great generation. Where I think yeah. even the Genesis had a great. Generation. I don't think this generation of games is bad. I, I just think there's a lot of bad business practices. There's exactly. a lot of follow the leader. A lot of copy and paste.
0: And that and that and I agree with that. And that's that's a point that he tried was like trying to say that oh the graphical fidelity is better and and all this stuff and we have these really cool games that are out now and therefore gaming is fine and we don't need to mess with it. That that was kind of the underlying. That was the underlying implication that gaming's fine and we don't need to fuck with it. And essentially, uh, he was trying to blame a lot of the ills of the gaming industry on consumer rage and, like, saying gamer rage is the problem and essentially saying the young, yeah, who, by the way, is a very even-tempered person and rarely even raises his fucking voice up a, a little bit. He usually deadpans, you know, like, the story and then gives some, like, uh, thoughts and tries to be very diplomatic. But he, uh, essentially, Jason was trying to paint young as this rabble rouser, this demagogue who is getting... Uh, the gamers riled up into a frenzy and and creating all this rage and saying that young has a a responsibility to, you know, be diplomatic be more uh diplomatic whenever he's making videos of, about this stuff and I'm like I'm like
2: I've never seen young not be diplomatic.
0: Yeah, he is all the time and the thing is is that um what essentially he was trying to say is is that uh you know, you need to stop, you know, like mm-hmm. saying bad mm-hmm. shit about the games industry. And a lot of people are trying to like point out, like saying, uh, "You don't want people to call you a shill," yet you're trying to sit there and tell someone not to throw these uh, <laughs> these guys under the bus whenever they're pulling some bullshit. What the fuck are you doing, man?
2: <sighs> Strawberry. being a shill. Anyway, paid shill.
0: Yeah. So, well, the thing is, is that uh, I my he's not a shill. <laughs> Obviously, his his body of work, Jason's body of works. Very much paints him as not a shill.
2: Oh no, I think the, I yes. think there was like there was something in his contract. You have to shill with the rest of us. You're fired. Yeah, because no, he just flipped the switch one day.
0: No, the thing is, is that he still, uh, he's no, he's still like does investigative pieces. That's never stopped. The thing is, all, all I think it is, is that he has, he views like essentially, and he actually said, I can't remember, wasn't petulant. But it was some other word where he was essentially calling uh, the gamer that uh, asked asked the guy from uh, Blizzard. Oh, the one? Is this a bad April Fool's joke? Yeah, it's just an off-season April Fool's joke. He called, I I don't know if he called him petulant, but he called him some word similar to that. Um, Right,
2: basically he thought the guy was just a rebel rouser. He was causing
1: trouble.
0: Well, no, uh, petulant as in child. A petulant child. Essentially, Jason.
1: Like you're you're whiny brat.
0: Yeah, essentially he was calling the guy a whiny entitled brat, and I'm like But he was
2: saying what everybody else in the crowd was already thinking.
0: Exactly. The thing is, is that what where I feel like Jason misses the point, and this is kind of why I you know, I guess the ranty I wanted to get on this story that I missed last time, is that I feel like Jason misses the reason why gamers are angry. He sees great games. And he doesn't pay attention to EA's shit, so he he just ignores EA at this point. So he he willfully ignores major negative pieces about the games industry, and therefore, and they, other people don't have a right to talk about it or be angry about it.
2: And that's part of the problem. Like if you that's ignore the problem, or if you're somebody that doesn't follow mainstream games gaming news, that's, like for example, I didn't follow a lot of mainstream games news during the ps2 generation i was busy i was fresh out of high school i was going, i was in college girlfriend i played my games when i could i was hanging out with my friends i'm 19 20 years old i'm not following i wasn't following major game shit i was busy so i didn't complain now and to my knowledge i really wasn't really a lot to complain about back then anyway mm-hmm. i just in particular think that this generation there's just a lot of things where you're like why are you doing this like why is half of Star Wars Battlefront, or at least I say it was, because that game, that game is beautiful now. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Why is half of that game at launch locked behind a paywall? Like the game's beautiful now. The game's amazing now
0: <laughs> because they ripped out, they ripped out the loot boxes, and they, then they ripped had... out the
2: loot boxes, but they left the grind at first. They completely overhauled yep,
0: that. All of the your, DLC yeah. is
2: is free now. It's one of the probably the most consumer friendly game on the market right now. Yeah, but it took um, some
1: fucking backlash for that to happen. It did,
2: it did, and there's, I'm, glad that, I'm game, glad that that happened.
0: There's one other game that might might contest that Shadow of War.
2: <laughs> I don't I don't know how bad the Grand is. The Shadow of War, they, I have they it, did but I, same, I haven't played it much since the loot boxes caused me to put it down a little bit. They did the but same thing. I have, and <laughs> I know did. they did the same thing. Yeah. but I don't know if they if how good their overhaul was. Yeah, because cause Star Wars is really good. Like I was playing Star Wars. Took lots of like two three weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it's it's is actually really good. I, I pick it up and play it every, every so often. I caught it on sale for like twenty dollars after they fixed it. Um, but I don't know how um Shadow of Wars is. I'm I'm gonna go back to Shadow of War and actually finish it because I I've heard it's actually really good now.
0: Yeah, I mean the the thing is is that the. I, and where a lot of times, like the ESA statement, and I'm just kind of looping in the stories that we've already talked about multiple multiple times. The ESA making the statement of like loot boxes just enhance the experience, and they're optional. Um, or like so what would that...
2: enhance the experience? I'm okay with the with the idea if you really want to pay for a shortcut, I and mean, if you want to buy a game and then pay not to play it, whatever. Do you? What this... my beef is though is when they. Oh. Try to make the game grindier so that way the people that don't want to pay for it have a worse experience. Here's the thing,
0: and this is what I love about Jim Sterling. Uh, Jim Sterling gave this major point that uh, as one of the talking points for people to argue against that, like I'm okay with having shortcuts. By having uh, an in-game shortcut that you can buy, that is telling consumers and th- this is what you had to do in order to have a shortcut, that means there are large portions of the game that you as the developer feel like are shit and are able to be skipped.
2: I feel that would be the case in a single-player game. What I'm talking about well, is, like, for two, example... Two long, let, let, let me finish. What no, I'm saying for a good example is Battlefield 4. Battlefield 4 had shortcuts you could get to buy all of the games for a particular for you know a particular class so say you're coming into the game a year later and you just want to i don't want to grind to get all of these guns and get my ass kicked because you know you come into a multiplayer shooter months after it comes out you're going to get your ass kicked while you get while you get a few guns and a few attachments to get caught up if you just want to buy all the all the guns outright say you just like playing assault spend 20 bucks get all your guns i don't care um and then you can play for as long as you want to um, And just have the guns you want. I don't care about that. Now, if we're say, or, you know, maybe even double XP so you can grind to get your gun. Well, that's kind of a competitive advantage. I don't know if I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially not at launch. But if you really just want to, I don't know, like, how do I put it? Like, If you, like, if you really want to pay to skip just having to unlock the guns, I don't care. I probably already have those guns. If you're just doing it just to try to get on point with the rest of us in a multiplayer game, right. that doesn't bother me.
0: My my thing is is that um, so I, I've been pretty clear of like I I personally am uh, loot boxes as a overall concept. I personally don't much give a shit that they exist. I don't mind if they exist. I I, I tend to prefer that they're they are cosmetic only, not actual gameplay affecting. Um, like Overwatch, mm-hmm. I think is fine. Whatever. Um, I prefer direct buy. If there's an option, I always prefer direct buy. Like, the way Warframe does it Mm -hmm. with the majority of their skins. Just let me buy whatever the fuck I want and don't make me jump through fucking hoops. See, and
2: my problem even with the loot box situation there mm -hmm. is the gambling addiction. Or the person's like, I just just want... Remember, I remember they had that Winston Yeti armor um, skin in Overwatch. And Mm -hmm. if you don't get it, how many people are just going to keep opening loot boxes until they get it
0: yep and the thing is is that's
2: where my problem comes in with loot
0: boxes this is what most people don't realize about operant conditioning which is what all these loot boxes are geared to do is that you don't get the dopamine hit from winning what you want you get the dopamine hit from opening the loot box before you ever get a reward
2: because it's that rush it's that oh shit am i gonna get it am i gonna get it i'm it's, excited yeah, it,
0: so it doesn't matter if you win or lose the actual outcome is irrelevant it's the actual act uh there was a study um and i'm trying to remember what it was uh what it was about but this has been a a long time ago but there was a study where essentially a uh, guy had some rats and he was doing some experiments on a rat and essentially a uh, rat walks up and presses on a plate and gets a pellet of food, you know, and they first start off every time he presses on that plate, he gets a pellet of food. Then after a while, you know, maybe every other pe- uh, press gets a pellet of food. Now the test that they did was that they, they had fixed interval, um, you know, like re- uh, rewards where essentially every five presses, he gets a reward every 10 presses he gets a reward um and they found out that when they did fixed interval rewards um the per, the 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 rat would press on the plate like a certain amount of time over like uh, he might try 50 times like to press over and not get a reward and then then give up but then the other side they did was they did randomized interval um rewards where essentially you know, this time it was three hits to get your pellet. This time was five. This time it was two. This time it was seven. This time it gave you on the first one, et cetera. And it was all randomized. And whenever they turned off the reward, the, the pellet on that one, the rat pressed the button more than a thousand times trying to get the uh, um, the reward on that one. Operant conditioning. It is fucking dangerous shit. It is the way that you can turn somebody into your literal fucking tool and make them do exactly what you want.
2: So essentially that's how they make us your bitch.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, is that this is these are practices used to a lesser extent in things like neurolinguistic programming and all like con artists use traits from this. It gets used any way that someone is trying to mentally manipulate and break someone's resistance to saying no. So, but the major thing is, is that they realized in doing this test that the reward, the dopamine reward was released when the rat pressed the button, not when the rat got the pellet. That's how they kind of figured out that like, say for the loot boxes in Overwatch, I get the reward whenever I see that loot box explode and the coins go up in the air. I don't even know what the fuck I'm getting. Just that explosion is where that, get that dopamine hit and i just want another one i want another one and of course the way that they give you the free ones you'll notice of mm-hmm. course is it starts off level one level two level three you get them pretty quick right but then it starts to slow down right you get less and less and less and it takes you slower to get to five to six to seven every level you go up it's slower and slower and slower you know who else does shit like that fucking drug dealers. Fly machines. drug dealers drug dealers that's how, they, yeah. that's, how, that's how they get you addicted. They give you some free hits up front, man. Yeah, but then they start tapering you off and then you have to pay. Mm. But So my thing is, though, is that the presence of the loot boxes is not necessarily a problem. If you want to give me randomized skins or whatever, cool, that's your way of trying to monetize your game. I prefer they be direct buy. But if you're going to have loot boxes, disclose the fucking drop rates and stop being a scumbag put label clear labeling is the american way right put clear labeling on your games media you know wherever you would put your esrb rating disclose but that, that there hurt, is but, but,
2: but that might hurt my bottom line
0: it will um, disclose that there is gambling <clears> and because there is gambling in there i'm sorry overwatch but your game is rated adults only now
1: m for but, mature but, but, but no, m no, no 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 no.
0: not m for mature the one oh, above yeah, that. because that's 17 that's any game but that has money. gambling in it per the esrb any game that has gambling in it can only be rated a o adults only or peggy 18 yeah. in the eu and that's yeah, why are that's because so hard to of to keep it legal requirements
1: P. to be exactly. uh, classified as an adult to
0: that's the reason why, yeah, exactly what you said. That's the reason why the ESA and the ESRB are fighting so much for loot boxes not to be classified as gambling is because the moment they get classified as gambling, Overwatch, you know, fucking the Battlefront 2, although that's gone now. They have that taken out. But any They'll of these games. have to overhaul
2: all of these games. And then you have to think about and what's kind of kind of suck for it is they were planning on supporting Overwatch for years and years to come. Yeah. The minute those loot boxes are gone, Overwatch is gone
0: yeah exactly that's the thing is that that is a billion dollar a year one billion dollars per year that Overwatch earns at least in 2017 I don't know if that's tapered down now but at least that potential for high hundreds of millions of dollars for that game to make every fucking year that would devastate Blizzard like financially that is their biggest earner by so much of a huge margin and that's the thing is that so okay, so maybe they uh they just reclassify that as adults only. Most people don't realize adults only game uh, a o games can't be put on store shelves. In the I did Yeah, you can't put them on store shelves. They have to be in a because like you know. The other types. They have to be of, in, in, game, that, in that
2: back area where all the porn was at Blockbuster.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. They have yeah. to be like in a, a specially secluded area where it's you have to be eighteen to even go into that area, type of thing. You know, like yeah, a, like, a, like you know, uh, games that are
1: rated <laughs> M could be put on store shelves, but may require an ID check on uh, upon sale. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. adults only games, they can't even put theft risk on them.
0: Yeah, and th- so that's that's the thing is they because the the even the the cover media of an AO game might be potentially explicit um they can't even be put on a store shelf um and that's that's really that's the, like there's a reason why a lot of uh like say the Marvel movies like the superhero movies they put out they always try to keep those PG-13 because the moment that it goes R rated deadpool aside the moment that it goes R rated your your user base shrinks by a mm-hmm. ton like by like 70%. So mm-hmm. where... You yeah, know, the, the, the
2: money spot is PG-13.
0: Yeah, that is the money spot. That is where you get your largest target base, which is why everybody... Like there was so much talk about uh, Deadpool being R-rated is because mm-hmm. most of these well, things don't think that that could it's sell. It's because
2: you, you'll you get the teenagers who have the most disposable income. If it's PG-13, you'll you you'll get adults that'll go watch a mm-hmm. PG-13 movie. Yeah. And you basically you're only missing out on the small kids. Like, yeah, I'm not going to... Well, I might... Well, i have a teenager. I'll take him to go see a PG thirteen movie. But I'm not gonna take my youngest.
0: Yeah, but uh, so that's the thing is that's the reason why they're so they really want to fight that adults only classification because they either have to go and remove the loot boxes from Overwatch, or they have to go and uh, classify Overwatch as adults only, which would devastate new sales. Um,
2: that would devastate it too because while a lot of adults play Overwatch, I believe the target audience actually is kids and teenagers. I like, mean, I, I, like say... I look at it like my kids, my kids love Overwatch. I right. took my nine-year-old to a doctor appointment earlier this week and him and I are sitting on Twitch. Like he asked, I said, what game do you want to watch? And he specifically said, let's watch Overwatch. Yeah. Like these so kids then, are- like the characters, like in, up, you know, about. the
1: characters in most hero shooter characters caricatures. They're mm-hmm. a bit more cartoony.
2: Right, and that, that's what Which I was getting because I showed him Siege. I thought he did Now like Siege. I
1: don't want. I'm. I'm not trying to play the you know Joe Camel cigarette ad of like oh, cartoon tour kid. But you look at gritty realistic characters versus car- you know, cartoony caricatures. Those are going to have a lot wider appeal than
2: right. you know gr- gritty
1: realistic characters.
2: Yeah, that's actually what I was getting at because when I showed my son Siege. He didn't like it. He said it just looked boring. It looked dull. He loved the colors and the characters in Overwatch. Exactly.
0: And the when thing they're is, very
2: similar kinds of games in the terms of they're both character shooters.
0: I, I, and the thing is, is I don't think it's necessarily that Overwatch is specifically marketed at kids. I think that it is just targeted at... I think it just at, appeals as, to kids yeah, because of how it looks. It is... That is one of the markets that they try to hit. They try to broaden the base as much as they can, which you know, maybe I—I don't think it's necessarily that they made the art style and those characters explicitly, explicitly saying, "Yeah, we want to try to get kids on there." No, I think that that was just their creative method. Because I—I give Blizzard at least enough credit. I love, to say the, that, I love
2: the Overwatch art style. I won't knock them yeah, for that. that. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: like, awesome. yeah. I think that that's largely just their style of doing things. But as a tangential effect of that art style kids are going to be interested in it because it is cartoony there are a lot of characters like the the titular cover character of uh, tracer is very kind of poppy bubbly very kid-friendly character right mm-hmm. um you know like she's <laughs> the cavalry is here everybody fucking knows that and it's very kid-friendly um some of the characters maybe not so much you know like the the assassin that somehow died in her skin term i don't know you know what we'll not go into <laughs> that one how her skin turn blue i don't know whatever We'll leave it alone but uh you know the thing is is that uh um uh, it's definitely appeals to kids but that's not even the thing is is that that's not the worst one man you go on your phone and you find apps that are specifically targeted to kids like this is legitimately for kids type app that has fucking loot boxes in it. So Yeah, and that's where I
2: draw the line. But I think that also comes down to parenting. Like, my child will bring me a controller for a console. I'm like, hey, will you buy this? And I'm like, what are you trying to buy? Now, on the PS4, it'll show you on the buy screen. The Xbox, you have to backtrack. And I'll backtrack and I'll back out of it and say, hey, no, I'm not buying you this loot box. No, I'm not buying this microtransaction. My child, like, for example, Plants vs. Zombies 2. The whole audience is children. Um, and my mm-hmm. son tried to get me in Plants versus Zombies Garden Warfare to buy microtransactions multiple times. You just parents have to know don't just leave your credit card information there in for your kid to get it and say no. Like mm-hmm. don't even let them get started there. Because the kids just want the cool costumes and they don't realize what they're getting themselves into.
0: Yeah, and I I like that that and that's the problem, is there's so many. Like not just that, you have that situation and, and you can kind of get a unique perspective of that from, from being a, a parent that you're a parent that's educated on the topic, right? Mm-hmm. So many parents aren't and just, yeah, you know, whatever, here's my credit card number, you know, and they, they, I don't get why you give shit.
2: your kids your credit card number anyway. Now you miss a mortgage. <laughs>
0: you know what? <laughs> that, that, that's the, that's the stupidity there. Um, but the mm-hmm. thing is, is that there's also the other side to it is that there is the uh, the actual adults with their own income. You know, not rich adults. Most people assume that whales are rich people. Maybe no, there, there are... Whales
2: are oftentimes people who just don't know better or who have no self-control. Oh, they, they, they order kids. A,
0: I don't think it's a matter of they don't know better. I think it's a matter of legitimately have a gambling addiction. I think that's a major... Oh,
2: no, no, yeah, there's that too. There's that. I don't want to take away from that.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is, is that I I really see it as um, there is uh, you know <laughs> talk
1: about pineapples. Yeah, n- listen, no. pineapples wrong. on pizza no. is
0: is is the right answer, but that's not the topic we're wrong. talking about. Ra- the wrong, wrong is
2: Pineapple on pizza, so pineapples go on pizza. Yeah. That and I like uh, on pizza. Hold on,
0: guys, hold on, hold on, stop. Well, if I like, like pineapples you, on pizza, if you get I've them always the like pineapples on pizza, if you get them in the loot box. You have to you have to open uh, I have to open twenty loot boxes to get the pineapples on the pizza.
2: I'll go buy my own goddamn pineapple pizza. boxes. <laughs> Fuck the loot boxes. Like the loot boxes.
1: And the, do my like, Halo salty bag. End so that's never gonna happen.
2: But
0: yeah, in any case though, the thing is, is that yeah, a lot of people... I'm too I'm
2: too cheap for loot boxes. I'm the guy that goes to the casino with ten bucks, spends my ten bucks, and leaves.
0: No, the thing <laughs> is though, is that a lot of people uh, account for like they they may know about the kids. Um but they may not know about the fact that there's a lot of adults out there who are legitimately addicted to gambling and therefore they uh uh they are spending all their money they they they're fucking breaking themselves like missing their mortgage payments going bankrupt all because they can't control themselves they have a sickness they have a fucking disease nobody talks about that oh they're whales they got be i hear everybody say like oh the whales they, I, I wish i had that kind of money they never consider like, that the they people don't spending have that, that kind of money. They, they never consider How about the original, they have it?
2: Yeah, they just, just can't control themselves.
0: Yeah, the people spending, uh, you know, like $10,000 on loot boxes, they don't realize Loops! that those people may be, uh, may be spending $10,000 because they can't control themselves. Um, yeah, so, oh, man. They I
1: used to have a 401k. On. They borrowed against it.
0: Yeah, right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, that goes into hard places. <laughs> uh, in any yeah. case.
1: Well like that's beyond like we cleared out the,
0: uh, on the house.
1: We, we we borrowed against the 401k at a high interest. <laughs> to
0: get nice, they nice, they wanted to get nice. that Yeti skin for Winston. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that Yeti skin wasn't worth it, player. Or, or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They won they wanted to open the loot box to get the canvas
1: bag. Who no, yes. that burn c- canvas tell
2: me lies tell me sweet little lies
0: <laughs> so in any case we're gonna get wrapped up on here Uh, so Zyphon gets to do first final thoughts because Kev was late so Zyphon final hey, thoughts hey you know what
2: I was celebrating my grandfather's 80th birthday no regrets
0: <laughs> this is Zyphon's now, time here's, to here's talk. the thing for me
1: <laughs> my little dopamine rewards is in Limited creativity that I'm capable of doing. Um, I have very little artistic talent, so like I said, very limited. Um, so my my dopamine rewards involve usually, you know, like like the case of fashion framing. Except in my case, I can't just do it for Warframe only. So I like to create. Custom Steam controller profiles, and now I'm uh, opening it up to uh, DualShock 4 profiles uh, through Steam as well. A lot. Of, I'm going to be trying to backtrack some of the ones I already posted and post up similar, um, uh, if not outright matching profiles for the DualShock 4 for anybody that's you know actually you know makes use of the Steam controller or DualShock 4 to play on. Uh... What are you on about?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, oh, but yeah. no, th- this is I- I'm shilling for myself. This is.
0: No, 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 no. I, th- I think they were talking about the dude in chat. It was like just... Oh, yeah, off yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, I used to be a speaker. You know, I, post, uh,
1: I post up the uh, links to these profiles on Twitter. Now, Twitter only hyperlinks HTTP or HTTPS. So the Steam Controller profiles, you'll have to highlight, copy, and paste in a web browser to actually link them into your Steam. Um, but uh, some people may find them handy if Controller either DualShock 4 or Steam Controller. Um, uh, so that's, you know, if you actually care, you can follow my Twitter, that's kind of exclusively what it's for, although I post up some funny memes and shit every once in a while to,
0: I have to remember, I you know, I just need to like set up buttons in that shit, I think it's twit I got it the one. boom, look at nope, that, I didn't get it ah <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what it is, I, I forget it anyway, um, it's uh, it's yeah. twitter.com slash obsidiosomnia um, on there
2: yeah, just make it difficult to yeah. say Yes. So.
0: Yes, we we deliberately engineered his uh his thing to be as hard as possible to uh... facts. <laughs> uh, I, I think remember.
1: the bot's down because it hasn't done done any work.
0: Let me actually. I,
1: I, you me. know,
2: Wait. I I do have a request though for the outro you know, song. I know I know we have our usual outro music. I I, I really I need really need the Fleetwood Mac song. We 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 so- need to dedicate the outro to Todd Howard tonight.
0: Um, I'd rather not <laughs> get my thing flagged. Sorry, Kev. Yeah, we, We've that's, been, uh, we've that's been flagged
1: be big dozens of times. We've been so flagged be dozens of the times. Flag right there. But the thing is, is our entire podcast, shit, just for the end of it.
2: Yeah, we, we get we get flag- At least I was getting flagged when I was dual streaming to YouTube.
1: Yeah,
0: you were, but I wasn't.
2: I was getting flagged every week
0: because you were you were getting flagged because you were <laughs> you're rebroadcasting my streams. And my but they year-
2: only flagged it for the for the music
0: oh really oh okay. yeah well i have that's I, what that's you didn't you
2: never me. got flagged
0: nope because all my music i i paid for the license for it that's why
1: tell
2: me
0: lies tell me sweet little lies You, you, got, you gotta get. Good kept it.
1: singing in the mic is gonna get us flagged
0: yeah <laughs> you know there was that one time i was live streaming i was live streaming uh uh sotor i think it was or no no i was playing some i was playing some warframe with zyphon and Zyphon might have been in a place, we won't talk about where he was, but he might have been in a place where there might have been a PA system that was playing the radio, and there was uh, a song that came over the, uh, the PA system, very faintly in the background, very distorted, you could barely make it out. YouTube grabbed that shit. They said, Nuh-uh. Nope. Neither smoking. Yeah. Uh, no. Sn- smoking, vape. Well, maybe
2: they, they're smoking, so
0: yeah we we won't get into the debate <laughs> on there for another there there are there are health benefits i mean it's,
2: it's it's either this or loot boxes i think he made his choice
0: Ha! Uh, <laughs> no th- see there's there is health detractors to uh uh definitely the vaping however it is a it is a better alternative than smoking um i've yet but... to
2: see the tests on that i want to see these tests
0: well, it's it's just logic, man. You're not getting the tar. You're not getting all the other nasty shit and smoke. you're, I still, mean, getting you're nicotine. still getting smoke. You're, no, no, you're not getting smoke. You're getting vapor, and you're getting the nicotine, which nicotine is addictive and dangerous. So you're still getting that, unless you're vaping something that has no nicotine in it, and then I vape
2: well. meth. Don't tell anybody.
0: Ah, that's so much better. Um, so in any case, <laughs> Kev, final thoughts. <laughs>
2: My final thoughts are still the same of um, Lootbox and tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Please stop trying to get us oh, flagged. Hey, this, I'm dedicating this episode to Todd Howard, okay?
0: Yeah, apparently. Uh,
2: I, might, <laughs> I might start streaming on Twitch again at Glorious Kev. Um, other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at Glorious Kev. Um, even though more linked um, my, before I changed my Twitter handle, I appreciate that he put me in there. We, we got to get that fixed. Um, mm-hmm. other than that I don't really have much happy 80th to my grandfather I was late because I was out celebrating with him um, the party ran later than I expected and I was doing audio videos so it was like uh, they need me to stay until this is over
0: <laughs> I don't even know what my commands
2: are <laughs> I thought we were be down, DJ down can't
1: leave in the middle of this what?
2: I, I was the whole tech team, the hotel that we were using didn't even know what the hell they were doing. It was a horrible experience. Oh, that their drives me crazy. Sucked.
0: That drives me crazy whenever I have to do the stuff for the hotels and they have their own IT guy. Oh, I,
2: I didn't have a problem doing it, it's I had a problem that their equipment didn't work.
0: Uh, and I,
2: I had see. to kind of jury rig some stuff. Luckily, one of my uncles um, was in town, he brought his amazing Bluetooth speaker and we used that. <laughs> we used that and it made everything and got everything to work and like we were running like an hour late, but we got it going.
0: <laughs> good stuff so in any case if you guys are just tuning in the first time on here we do a uh, a weekly stream on here at 7 p.m pacific time 10 a uh, 10 a.m 10 p.m eastern time i swear i know what times are um one week is a podcast one week is a game stream where we sit down and play some games that's this week is obviously a podcast as you notice that there's no games being played i know it's next weird. week is dragon age dragon age December is the month of Dragon Age, baby. We are all gonna be ten playing years some...
2: since Origins.
0: Yeah, we're, ga- we're gonna we're
2: gonna. And I think it was as of December, isn't it? December is the tenth year for Dragon Age Origins. It is.
0: Yep. Yes. So so we're actually gonna be playing uh, some Dragon Age Inquisition multiplayer next week, which is gonna be good fun. Um, I think mm-hmm. these guys are all like noobs and scrubs on it, but uh, you know.
2: I I, I, I love Dragon yeah. Age, but I always admit to being more of a Mass Effect guy. I yeah. still play in drama. Which,
0: which we did, uh, we played uh, that a couple weeks ago. We played some Mass Effect at the beginning of November. so We played Mass a...
2: Effect 3. We didn't play the new one. I'm still play. i the only one that plays the multiplayer still. That's that's because
0: yeah. you, you are actually the only person in existence that still plays the multiplayer. Actually, I still find pubs, surprisingly. <laughs> you, see, you admitted that you it took me forever to find people on that one. You find pubs. Yeah, there. well, in gold
2: matches, I can't find people. Silver's you the find, way to go
0: now. You find pugs quicker in Dragon Age Inquisition.
2: Actually, about the same amount of time. That's which sad. Which is kind of sad in and of itself, yeah, considering is... you know, Andromeda's three years newer.
0: Yeah, but so in any case, though, um, we'll be playing Dragon Age next week. We actually might grab some uh, some other guests from my uh, stream team on there that have been expressing interest to play some uh, more Inquisition. So that hey, that but should I'm be I'm part fun. of the
2: stream team now.
0: Yes, you are. Yes, yes. Kev, Kev is also part of of Team Outpost, which is great fun. Although he he barely says anything to any of those guys, so I don't know if they really know who he is. Um, I've tried to hint
2: I, I, I speak occasionally I speak occasionally. Yeah,
0: so in any case uh, we'll, uh, we'll we're gonna get signed off here. Obviously feel free to we do uh, live stream this both on uh, oh Good grief on YouTube and on Twitch, um, but uh, No, that doesn't work. Oh, no. No wait. That doesn't work. What? Oh, no, you spelled it wrong. That's why <laughs> let's, let's correct that on there. You have to spell things correctly. Um but we also do uh stream the, <laughs> the audio of the podcast on all the major things. I was thinking like, wait what? <laughs> um you have to do all the uh correct spelling. Um we stream the audio of it to all of the major podcast source, such as Google Podcasts, um Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that good stuff. It's everywhere, it's all over the place. Guys feel free to check Spotify out there Master if you want if you want if you wanna listen instead of watch. But obviously, if you want to catch it live, you have to catch it here because this is the best place to watch it. Just saying. Um, so in any case, we'll get signed off here for this week. Join us next week at 7 p.m. Pacific while we play some Dragon Age. Guys, have fun. This is Pixel Crashers. We're headed out, guys. Don't... Uh... Praise given. Why? They're on the shit list, man. Fuck. God damn it, Kev. <laughs>
1: <That's been> done. <laughs> That's
0: been done. I, I, I
2: get it every couple weeks. Every so often, he ain't paying attention, and they get that praise gaben in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just need to keep Kev muted throughout the whole fucking podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least, or at least prior to the end of it,
1: he starts giving out his closing thoughts, it's like mute yeah, <laughs> out right there.